Hey, welcome to another edition of Scott Wheeler's Airplay. This is episode number 22, airing right now on the Peoria Life Facebook page. And you can watch it uh, later, past episodes, of course, future episodes at PeoriaLife.com, Peoria Life's Facebook page, Peoria Life's YouTube channel, or over on Peoria TV, which is channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. My name is Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL, and Airplay is all about getting to know those radio and TV personalities that you listen to or watch every day, but we go behind the curtain a little bit and get to know them better. My guest today, I met, we just figured out when we were both 19 or 20 years old a long time ago in a friend's driveway in Galesburg, Illinois, and I heard so much about this guy who could fix anything. It's uh, John Simmons from 99.9 WWCT. John, welcome to Airplay. Thank you, sir. So do you remember that auspicious meeting at all? Yes, I do. I do remember it. You were driving a cool car. Thank you. I I love, man, I'd give that my right arm to have that car back. That was a 1968 Chevy 2 Nova SS. (laughs) I saw that car and I thought, well, this guy's got to be cool. Look at that, <laughs> look at that car! <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what color it was at that time. I feel like orange or red. Yeah, it, okay. <laughs> it was, that was after I'd already done the work to it. Because when I got that car, it was what they call Palomino Ivory. And it was the most ugly color you'd ever seen in, in your life. So, so you colored it puke orange. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fire engine red. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's kind of where it all began for you back in the day in Galesburg, Illinois. Where did this love for, because the, the thing our mutual friend said about you was literally if it's electronic, this kid, and you were, can fix it. How did that all start for you? Um, my dad worked for uh, Sears as a television repairman. He okay. also dabbled in broadcast engineering at a college station in Galesburg. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was driving electronics into my head by the time I was three. I mean, I could barely talk, and I'm... <laughs> Capacitor, yeah, <laughs> Doing stuff like that. And uh, that's basically how I got my, my start, um, was, was tinkering. Yeah. Just tinkering. So were you the AV guy at high school? Yes, I was. Of course you were. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> so did you have to fix everybody's stereo system for them? <laughs> we had, uh, in high school, we had vocational electronics. Uh-huh. And the rule of thumb was the teacher would give you the, the test for the end of the week uh-huh. at the beginning of the week. And if you got an A on that test, you didn't have to sit out there and pay attention to what was going on for two hours a day. <laughs> so um, what I would do is I'd bring kids eight-track players in <laughs> and stuff like this, and I'd make money back there while other people are, you know. And besides that, I was a ham operator. We had a nice ham station at the uh-huh. high school. So if I didn't have anything to fix, I'd just get on the air for a couple hours. Wow. And you're one of those unique individuals, and we'll talk about that, that you've really followed two different passions and got to do them both, uh, music on air and then engineering at the same time. But uh, back in Galesburg, then you worked for the local radio, some of the local radio stations there as their chief engineer. You had to be 20, 21 years old when you did that. You're right. That's a lot of responsibility. I I started... started, at WAIK, which unfortunately went dark yeah, just earlier this I year. Saw that. 
And, uh, but I did, I started working on their equipment. I remember the first transmitter I ever worked on, the minute I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I mean, this thing, we called it the boxcar. That's mm -hmm. how big it was. Um, it was an old Collins 21E, which doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it looked like a boxcar. It was well, huge. Like everything else technological, back in the day, everything was so much bigger. Yeah. There were transmitters, radio transmitters you could literally walk into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, repair. yeah. And now that same transmitter might be the size of, uh, you know. Yeah, a couple half, of rack spaces yeah, in the rack. Yeah. Just amazing. I so remember were, Channel 31's transmitter. Oh, you, yeah. You could get lost inside <laughs> that thing. You needed a flashlight, a miner's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so you started doing uh, stuff in Galesburg, and then uh, along in the mid-'80s, and this is where I will... And it's a good thing you still work there because I can't get these call letters and John Simmons out of my mind together. You went to what was then WWCT Rock 106. Mm -hmm. When was that? That was May 20th of 1985. Oh boy, he knows the date. Well, the reason I know the date is because my birthday is on the 21st. Okay. So Happy it was like I got a job. It was, exactly. Exactly. So did they hire you for? technical work mostly no. it was to be on the air it was first? to be on the air interesting i thought it was the other way around yeah. it was to be on the air uh -huh. we had uh uh neil burke is our chief engineer everybody remembers neil from the air <laughs> you, know? you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that was one of his catchphrases yes. he said that all the time um but slowly but surely neil and uh our fictitious owner who we called hector stumwitz back in the day <laughs> Um, they got a little bit comfortable with me, and they decided, okay, yeah, he can start doing some of this stuff. Interesting. So that's how that happened. Do you remember what did you, what air shift did you start at? Um, I came over and was interviewed to do evenings. Uh huh. And somewhere along the way, somewhere from where I said I would take and do the job, uh -huh. and the day I went on the air, <laughs> something happened. <laughs> So As I was often does. I was thrown into afternoons. Oh wow! And I'm I'm from a small town, man. And here I am. This is the radio station I've listened to since the late '70s, and here I am doing afternoons. <laughs> I mean, eh, that was that was a stressful time. Mm. So you eventually started doing the technical stuff too. And the thing I remember about. Uh, back in the day at WWCT is you guys moved all the time. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I mean, and that is not, for those who've never moved a radio station, that's not an easy thing no, to do. No, it's not. <laughs> and I don't really know why that was. Um, when I got there, I'm trying to remember, uh, ratings played an important part in everything. And <laughs> we were like mid-book. Uh -huh. um, and then it grew. Yeah. I mean, it just exploded. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was, I think the owner uh, decided that we needed to quit living out of a shoebox and start, you know, looking the part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we ended up moving so many mm -hmm. times. But I remember, of course, uh, the curve on Maine, mm -hmm. and you were on Hamilton. Mm -hmm. uh, you were telling me a funny story off the air about... Uh, the the time at Hamilton and the some of the equipment malfunctions. Oh, <laughs> we when we were on Hamilton Boulevard, that building was uh, boiler heat, okay. so it was very very dry mm -hmm. in there. Well, and we played records in the day, mm -hmm. so you got two techniques turntables side by side. Mm -hmm. Now the problem with a very dry building and techniques turntables is. <laughs> 
you can't move in the studio. Everything generates static electricity. So you got the simple minds playing over here or whatever. You turn around to look at the weather forecast, you accidentally touch something, sparks fly, and the turntable now is going 45 RPM. <laughs> simple minds now sound like the chipmunks. Yes. <laughs> and that happened all the time. All the time. <laughs> and yet, uh, in today, you're uh, in studios out on uh, the in Pioneer Park, and you had to move them again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you just need a plug-and-play kind of setup. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that sounds like a good idea. We've had a couple of other uh, WWCT Rock 106 alums on on airplay, Rick Hirschman and Jamie Markley, and they all have the deepest regard, as well they should, for that, that time you refer to, that mid-80s to late-80s heyday of Rock 106. I always, I asked them their impressions of what it felt like to be there. I gotta ask you too, what, what, cause you were kind of coming at it from a different angle. You were on the air, but also doing the technical stuff. So what do you remember most? I remember, um Probably the most, and this is for anybody that's ever flown that high, and I know you probably have the same feeling too from mm -hmm. your days back at KZ, mm -hmm. uh, you didn't think it was ever going to end, mm. you know? And then when things started shifting, it's like, what did we do, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it was, a, it was a, a really, it was an awesome time to be in radio, mm -hmm. just an amazing time. And uh, the people I worked with, Jamie and Rick, and it, we were a family. Yeah. Um, we had, which is really pretty much unheard of these days, but we had a one-man owner, mm -hmm. you know, and which CT still does have a mm -hmm. one-man owner, mm -hmm. but that's not common. Mm -hmm. No. And I think that's, you know, just from my perspective, being over at KZ93, was that was it was a more of a corporate it was a family but it was more of a corporate environment because right. we had the AM and the TV, and there was a a longing kind of for what you guys had at WWCT because it really was a grassroots radio station that grew up through as my mom used to say uh, chewing gum and bailing wire to put it together and it grew up with this organic sense about it that turned into just a monster it did, of a popular yeah. radio station and it it was from just a really a small tight-knit right. group of guys and girls that rolled up their sleeves and just played some rock and roll and it it became something it was like a, watching a baby grow yeah where i felt like i was already at an adult uh, where i worked so it it was cool to watch from the outside um, it was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of sweat I believe it. We're talking to John Simmons of WWCT 99.9, world-class rock on airplay today. And uh, now I want to take you back to probably the most, the best radio story in central Illinois that you, I don't know if you planned to be a part of this or what the deal was, but it was a controversial uh, ownership struggle, and you'll have to help me with the year, in which... WWCT was kind of bouncing between two owners who were arguing over details of a sale, and you and our buddy Wayne R. Miller literally took back a radio station. Uh, and 
you pick up the story from there. I just remember I John Simmons, Wayne R. Miller, Pirate Radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the uh, I still to this day don't know what the uh, <laughs> what happened. <laughs> what really happened? All I know is that I got a call from Hector Stumwitz, and he said it's over. I said, okay, what does that mean? That means get your butt over here in that big red van of yours. Mm-hmm. So we went over to the, quote, other owners. I don't, like I say, I don't know what happened, but uh, Hector said to grab a screwdriver and go in and start taking stuff out. And we didn't have studios. We didn't have anything. I was like, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? <laughs> and uh, he said, I don't know. You figure it out. So... Let's back up a second. So Hector had sold the radio station to this other guy. Right. Uh, we'll just, he, he's long gone, Bob Kelly. Um, and uh, Bob had started operating WWCT, Rock right. 106. Something went bad in the deal. That's yep. when you get the call that says, get your red red van over here and start taking our stuff back. Exactly. So it's like buying a pair of shoes and then the original owner says, I want my shoes back. And you had to go get right. the shoes. So <laughs> I, I recruited Wayne to help me because Wayne has an engineering background. Yeah. yeah. And we threw all this stuff in the back of the van and we just kind of looked at each other and said, transmitter site? And we, okay, let's do it. And man, that was the longest weekend <laughs> because it was literally Wayne and I manning the place. Uh, we did find some other people that would eventually help us out. Um, so you're broadcasting from the transmitter side. Transmitter side. With the, some of the equipment you've pulled exactly. out, maybe some of your own. What exactly. You threw together this radio station yeah. that really didn't have an owner technically. Exactly. <laughs> And how long did that go on? It went on at the transmitter site. I remember that weekend, I, Wayne ran it for like 12 hours, and I'd run it for like 12 <laughs> hours while the other one went and slept. <laughs> you know, my poor wife was bringing us whatever she could, food, water, you know. Fans, because exactly. transmitter sites are notoriously Yeah, hot. there's no restrooms <laughs> out there. So... You and the bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a, yeah, that was a long weekend. That was a lot of fun. Uh, if I asked to do it again, I, I'd decline. Do you know people still talk about that, though, to this day? I'm they telling really? you, it's, it's going to go down in history. It's one of the great radio moments in, in Peoria. We, we were <laughs> interviewed oh, back in the day. Um, I, I, like I mentioned before, I'm a ham radio operator, and one of the ham radio magazines actually got a hold of us <laughs> and wanted to know what the heck went on in Peoria, and we could only talk about, you know, certain aspects of it. But. Well, it eventually all got settled out, and then a new owner comes along, and that's where John is today at 99.9 WWCT. So are you on, the, you're still on the air? You're kind of coming off the air there? I, What's yeah, going I'm on? I'm not doing really a, a daily uh, air shift anymore. My, my true love, really, through all the years has been the equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, I did the on-air thing. Um, I originally started doing the on-air thing just so I could be full-time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never thought I was very good at it. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, you, everybody wears headphones, right, when they're on the air? Mm -hmm. I have never worn a set of headphones in really? my life. <laughs> I hate the sound <laughs> of my voice. voice yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I am, uh, I'm currently transitioning. I still do my vintage final segment in the afternoons. And uh, we're going to kind of be resurrecting, quote, what used to be the 1060s. Oh, awesome. As a new program on Sunday mornings that'll be called CT's Vintage Brunch. Great. So, I used to love the 106s. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I really did. I enjoyed that a whole lot. Uh -huh. A little piece of history. You know, every, every radio station, most of the call signs in this around the area have a meaning. Mm -hmm. WMBD, World's Most Beautiful Drive. Right. You know what WWCT is? I did, but I, it escapes me. We work for Caterpillar Tractor. That's right. Yeah. Didn't you try? Didn't they try to call it the cat, cat at they one did. point? Cat said, "No, no, no, yep. you're not." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's where that came from. And Hector Stumwitz told me that story many, many years ago. Now you can win your next Trivial Pursuit contest thanks to Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go, uh, you and I share something so unique, and I just think this is so cool. Your daughter actually works also at WWCT on the air. Yes. Nikki. Yes, <laughs> she does. She, you made the same mistake I did, because my daughter went into radio as well. You took her to too many transmitter sites, Yes, I did. <laughs> I certainly did. John? So and she followed in my footsteps. She's my assistant. She's doing engineering. That and, is awesome. And on the air, too. <laughs> and she does traffic and just about everything else. So you know how radio oh, works. Yeah. We all wear a thousand of these, yeah. yeah. So how does, does that make you proud? Does that scare you? Does, how do you feel about well, that? Um, you know, way back when my dad told me, don't ever go into radio. <laughs> don't ever go into radio. It's very unstable. It's a bad thing to do. Don't even think about it. Well, you know what? Here I am. I started in 1979, and I'm still doing it, and I'm still employed, so... It worked for me. Why can't it work for her? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and she'll bring her own version of the, of the Simmons way. Exactly. Too. I can remember uh, you did some work for WCIC when I was yes. there, and I can remember you showing up on a Saturday or Sunday late afternoon to work on something, and there she was. Yep. You're, Wrench, screwdriver, yep. <laughs> voltage meter. I think your wife was there too. It's like Probably. a family affair. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you guys must have just a riveting dinner conversation. I saw a transmitter today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it can be interesting. Yeah. So. Well, John, don't sell yourself short. You are great on the air. Oh. You're a pleasure to listen to. You always have been for so many years, and the fact that you can do that and then turn around and fix the thing that just broke is, uh, I think, makes you an invaluable person to Peoria Well, Radio. I appreciate that. I really do. Thanks for being my guest today. Thank you, sir, and, yeah. and I enjoy listening to you as well. <laughs> Thank you. It's Airplay with Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL. Remember, you can see this episode and others at PeoriaLife.com. On the Peoria Life Facebook page, they have a YouTube channel as well, or you'll see it on Peoria TV if you have the i3 broadband system in your house. You'll see that on Channel 17. We'll have another special guest next week on AirPlay. Until then, thanks for watching. PeoriaLife.com.